you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Seahawks soared in the nation's capital Monday night, but has Russell Wilson ascended to elite fantasy quarterback status? We'll discuss. Plus, could the missing piece for your championship run be just sitting there on the waiver wire? Find out when we reveal our top 10 waiver wire targets for week six. The trade winds are definitely a blowing. See which players our experts say you have to be on your trade radar. NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. James Kell here alongside the conductor, Akbar, <laughs> hey. Baja, Biamila, and Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano here as well. Remember, you can always join the conversation by following us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy. Before we get to the highlights and the top headlines for today, uh, listen, trade talks, man, have been going crazy now. Uh, can you guys give me a, a player that uh, people should be targeting in, in, in trade talks right now? Go out and get Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. I really like what I've seen from this kid. He's slimmed down. He's elusive. He is the featured back in that Pittsburgh offense. And I think you can get him in a two-for-one deal. I always like to do the two-for-ones, right? So I'll give up a running back who's maybe an RB2 and then a pretty good wide receiver, maybe Steve Smith, for example, and try and get Le'Veon Bell. If you're not trading, you're not trying, and I love to have elite featured running backs on my fantasy football team. You know, I, I would say a guy like Cordero Patterson. I really like Cordero Patterson. I'm telling you. Buy I mean, low. He, buy low because you have to go out there and think about the idea that he's going to be productive. In that first week of, of the season, he was very productive. Why? They had Adrian Peterson. And that means defenses have to commit an extra guy in the box. So that means there's less secondary guys on that second level for him to have to worry about. Now, no Adrian Peterson. What do they do? 
They have more guys in coverage to, to account for Cordero Patterson. I think he's going to get used to that. He's going to understand where he fits, and he's going to be productive. How concerned are you, Akbar, that he's just not getting looks? I mean, forget about the total number of receptions. They're just not throwing him the ball, it seems like. It's easy to bracket him when you have an extra defender out there, and mm-hmm. that's where he could be a little bit un- unsettling about that. Where am I supposed to sit? Where am I supposed to fit? You've gotten a couple of weeks of that now. Now you kind of start to pick up. You match that with understanding what North Turner wants from you. He's going to be productive. Don't worry about uh, it. Very quickly, who would you try to move? Uh, would like a, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins or something like that be a, a good? Uh, of course. He brings up DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> no, I, of course, right. <laughs> I, I would try to trade for, like, probably a C.J. Spiller guy, Justin okay. Forsett. That's how much I believe in him. Justin Forsett. That's pretty yeah. good. All right, we'll have more trade targets later in the show, a lot more later in the show as well. But for now, we throw it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank for some top headlines. Thanks, James. I am Marcus Grant. I'm here alongside the fantasy maverick Adam Rank. We're getting caught up with all the latest news and notes from around the National Football League. We will start in Detroit, where on Monday, Lions head coach Jim Caldwell told the media he will strongly consider holding Calvin Johnson out of the team's Week 6 matchup with the Vikings. Caldwell admitted to thinking about sitting Johnson last weekend against the Bills to get his star healed up. Frank, if you've got Megatron, what are you doing right now? I know a lot of people have hit me up on Twitter and said the whole notion of Calvin Johnson plays for the Lions, he plays for your fantasy team, that that notion is over. I do not agree with that. I remember Brandon Marshall a couple of weeks ago playing in a (laughs) Sunday night game against the 49ers. Sometimes these things happen. Sometimes your stars don't actually go out and score points. I know it's hard to believe. Calvin Johnson does not have to score you 20 fantasy points each and every week. These guys are human beings. You start him because you drafted him high, and he has the ability to go out there and put up huge numbers. That's why he's on your squad. If you want to play Andrew Hawkins, be my guest. Yeah, if you you sit him on your bench and he blows up, you're going to feel bad That's the about worst. It. That's, That's the, the worst. worst feeling in fantasy. Sticking with the Lions, on Monday, running back Reggie Bush told the media that his playing status is day-to-day after spraining his ankle last Sunday against the Bills. Reggie mentioned that he'll try and do everything he can to get on the field this week. However, he's definitely banged up, Rank. And with Joyke Bell still dealing with concussion issues, is it worth maybe grabbing George Wynn for a week or so? Absolutely go out and pick up Wynn off your waiver wire. Right now, he looked pretty explosive during the preseason. He was somebody who kind of stood out, but... The Lions had two good running backs, two guys who finished in the top 15 last year. So, of course, you're going to take a guy like Wynn, who has a lot of talent, you're going to put him on your practice roster. Now that he's going to get his chance to shine, I really like this. I feel he's a better option than somebody like Reeves last week in Carolina, who a lot of people had to go and rush out and put into their lineups. So, with Wynn, if this situation with Bush and Bell continues to be a problem, he's somebody I'd feel pretty comfortable with. Yeah, I was one of those Darren Reeves owners last week. <laughs> Sorry. Ian Rappaport reported Monday that Broncos running back Monte Ball is expected to miss some time with a major groin injury he suffered Sunday against the Cardinals. Good news is that an MRI on Monday revealed that Ball won't require surgery, but with Ball out of action, the question becomes Ronnie Hillman, Jawan Thompson, or C.J. Anderson. Well, if you just want to look at the depth chart, Hillman is at the top. But one of the things that really stood out to me is Jawan Thompson did have the rushing touchdown in that game. And this is a situation where we've been here before. Last year, Hillman was at the top of the depth chart. And then what happens? No Sean Moreno comes Mm -hmm. in and steals the job. So if somebody in your league goes out and grabs Hilton, and you know what? Go out and grab one of those other guys. Don't be afraid to have C.J. Anderson or Thompson on your bench because we just don't really know. That's the one thing with looking at this is – 
Nobody really knows. I don't even think John Fox knows. <laughs> like, right now, he probably has no idea who he wants to go with. They're going to play the hot hand. And just take one of those guys and see who emerges. Playing the hot hand is always a scary phrase. <laughs> yeah. Giants running back Rashad Jennings has been diagnosed with a sprained MCL. The good news is that Jennings will not require surgery, but the bad news is that he's expected to miss a few weeks. So going forward now, Rank, what are your expectations for rookie Andre Williams, who is expected to, to fill in for Jennings in the time being? Well, this is another guy who looked really explosive during the preseason, but he was playing behind a pretty good back, and Jennings looks impressive. Anytime he, with the Jags, with the Raiders, he's been impressive during his career. So Williams comes along. They didn't really need to rush him out into the field. He didn't work, they just weren't going to put him out there just to put him out there. But now that he's going to get his chance, I really like him. And if you grabbed him, hopefully you handcuff Rashad Jennings with Williams. <laughs> Go ahead and start him in your lineup. He'll be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. Some good news for the St. Louis FC. Ian Rappaport's reporting that running back Zach Stacy is dealing with just a strained calf. He should be good to go week six against the 49ers. Stacy plays that Monday night game. It means it gives him an extra day to heal, but also makes it tougher for fantasy owners. The Niners have been stingy against the run this season. Do you trust putting Stacy in your lineup this week? Stacy is a flex option for you this week because of that, because of the matchup against the 49ers. Plus, Benny Cunningham is there kind of sneaking up. Now, I understand Cunningham got a lot of action in, in Stacy's absence on Sunday. But if you look a couple of weeks ago, Cunningham was starting to eat into those carries against the Cowboys and started to become a bigger fixture in that offense. So you got Stacy, you hang on to him. Saturday will be the big day for the injury reporter. He practices Saturday. He should be ready to go. But Benny Cunningham should be in your uh, roster. He should be backing him up. He should be handcuffed to your, to your guy there. And it's a tough situation because it's just going to evolve into one of those situations where it's going to be a committee. It just is going to be that way. Yeah, it's just a bad matchup, too. Some good news for the Dolphins. No, Sean Moreno was at practice on Monday for the first time in three weeks. Moreno recovering from a dislocated elbow he suffered week two against the Bills. Was seen wearing a brace on his arm. We don't know his status for this week, but if he plays, do you start him this week? I'm not starting Moreno until I see a little bit out of him. Lamar Miller has played pretty well in his absence and has gone out and pretty much earned more touches. And that was the thing going in is that Miller just hadn't done that before. He had been given the job the previous year, really didn't do anything with it, didn't do anything with it this year. That's why Moreno was able to overtake that job. But he's played well now. He's going to be given every opportunity. So until Moreno goes out and puts up, you know, another huge performance – I'm going to keep him on the bench, even if he does play this week. There we go. For more now, we'll throw it back to James and the guys. All right, thanks, Marcus. The Seahawks took on Washington Monday night at FedEx Field. Let's get to those beautiful game highlights, All right, shall let's we? Look at it. Uh, Akbar, I want you to bring some energy on this, will okay. you? Okay. Oh, let's do it. Let's okay, do it. Let's do it. Roll it. Seattle taking on Washington. And how about it? Russell Wilson. Hey, Mr. Wilson. There he is. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been a pretty nice find on the waiver wire as well. He had a rough start, obviously, against the Giants, but recovered nicely in this game. How about here in the first quarter? Russell Wilson. Touchdown. Jermaine Curse, the not-oft-used tight end with the 15-yard touchdown and a little shimmy there as well. Hawks go up 7-0. Seattle keeping it rolling. Second quarter. Look, there was just no way that you could tell me that Russell Wilson didn't just scheme these guys up. A big game for him. I mean, it's, it was kind of crazy how the Redskins were just letting him run roughshod uh, in the first half. All right, Redskins looking to answer. End of the second quarter here. Cousins scrambling. And then how about this? Deshaun great Jackson. Pass. Great catch, too. And it was a great route, too, by Deshaun Jackson. Look at this Will route here. You see Uh-oh. Richard Sherman sneaking there in the back. Sorry. Backfield. And look. Deshaun Jackson, all that speed. Wait, it's like you said, Akbar. Got him. Got him, coach. <laughs> How about this? Uh, 17 to 10, the score now in oh, the fourth quarter. And he stayed in there and took a hit, too. Yeah, and that did. was a beautiful throw, too. Yep. 
beautiful throw. But guess Percy what? Harvin. That was a touchdown, right? Hadn't been a touchdown, right? Uh, look, that's what you call finishing a guy. That's called a pancake. That shouldn't have been a flag. I agree with that. Not a great call, but they pulled the touchdown Beast back. Mode. But it doesn't matter. You know why? Beast mode gets beastly. He's been strangely productive through the air this year, and all of a sudden, uh, now how do you make this throw? I, I, I mean, I, I mean, awesome. this was this was probably one of the most spectacular plays on Monday Night Football I've seen in a He's long a time. He's a magician. What? He is. He's a magician. That was great. That was beautiful. And again, uh, we see Marshawn Lynch through the air, racking up some yards, and he was very, very productive. It was great to see. And how about Russell Wilson? He was the top-scoring player this week, but guess what? He's also the top-scoring quarterback in terms of single-week points. He's had the most of any fantasy quarterback all season with 34 points. He was a beast. He was a stud in that game. Not bad. You you have to consider Russell Wilson a top-end quarterback. He's a top-five quarterback. I know for so long people have fought the temptation to want to put him in that category because he won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And yes, he's not sexy putting up 500-plus yards, but what he is giving you is consistency in the air and consistency on the ground because he can let it go. Running, running, running. Let's talk more about Russell Wilson because, again, 201 passing yards, two touchdowns through the air. He added another 122 on the ground. That's crazy. Had a rushing score as well as you saw there. In standard scoring, he put up the highest single-week score of any quarterback this season. Look, uh, a lot of folks were drafting him to be, you know, a QB2. Has he now evolved to be a top flight, a top five guy in fantasy fabs? Top five, well... It's you, a great you, conversation you piece, Aaron man. Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck's been awesome and Aaron Rodgers, I think he's getting close though. And why is he getting close? Because he can run with the football and those 122 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown were Huge. Humongous. For fantasy owners. Huge. 18 points just on the ground. But more than just running, his ability to find the holes where they are. He found the weakness of the edge and attacked him during the read option. Cam Newton can run, but of course, yeah, I know he's got the ankle. But look, when you talk about just not just running and having the athleticism, but the ability to know where to attack the defense, and he did it in the weak point. Akbar, very quickly, do you think Russell Wilson is a top five guy? He's a five flirting with a six flirting with five. Okay, there you go. Hey, listen, offensive penalties led to not one. Not two, but three Percy Harvin touchdowns being called back oh, Monday man. night. You Adam sound like Rank. LeBron James. Not one, not two, not three. <laughs> hey, listen, Adam Rank would say that helps no one. Well, well it actually helps the people who are playing against Percy Harvin. I will say this. If you are a fantasy owner of Percy Harvin, don't look at the number in a couple of weeks back and say, oh, well, he didn't give me this, and he did this against the Washington Redskins. Remember that game that he was still productive. If they called those three touchdowns, man, he would have scored 26 fantasy points. That's crazy. All right, nearly 18 fantasy points for Marshawn Lynch, my favorite player in the game. Beast was was running well, man. 72 yards rushing. But then how about this? 45 yards and a touchdown through the air, Fabs. He's always been an underrated pass catcher back to his time at Cal and when he was with the Buffalo Bills. So, Marshawn Lynch, hey, I, I really had a lot of faith in Lynch. I didn't worry about the last three years and those carries. He's a beast, man, and he's playing for a contract, too. So, I'm not worried about Lynch at all. The guy's been absolutely phenomenal. There you go. On the other side of the ball, Washington quarterback Kirk Cousins finished with almost 20 fantasy points. Very good for him. From a real-life perspective, I thought he followed up very nicely considering the debacle he had against the Giants. And then think, again, uh, against one of the tougher defenses, the toughest defense in the National Football League, he recovered nicely. Is he back in the circle of trust, Babs? Uh, He's circling the circle of trust. (laughs) Okay, there you go. I don't know that he's back in there yet. Maybe if he plays well this week in Arizona, which is a really tough place 
uh, for an opposing quarterback to play. Then maybe he'll get into the circle of trust. I still don't see him as more than a high QB2 at this point in time. Uh, you know, I, I just have memories of that Giants game. And that it's was just tough. Burning that memory into okay, my head. There you so, uh, QB2 right now. Well, I'll tell you a guy that stood up in this game, too, was the wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson was just incredible. And you notice what he did against this defense. This is a secondary group that really struggles against very fast, small guys. I mean, and that's what Deshaun Jackson is. And of course, on that, he's a very smart guy, too. He knew where to go. And that will route, that long bomb, that was big to guilt those guys. And the way they schemed it, perfect. I think you can trust Deshaun Jackson. There is going to be some up and downs with him. But I think he, when he plays, especially against bigger defensive backs, he'll do well. We've talked about the route tree a lot, especially regarding Steve Smith Sr. But how about Deshaun Jackson, man? He's running everything out there. You saw that. That was a, another a second long catch for Deshaun Jackson. But again, he had a lot of the short stuff as well. He seems to have built a very nice rapport with Kirk Cousins. So the move- thing with me is he is all or nothing. Yes. All or nothing. So. Yeah. Uh, listen, another wide receiver, a stud. Demarius Thomas led the pack when it came to targets in week five. But who else made a notable impression when it came to targets and touches? Well, Marcus Grant will give us his fantasy breakdown coming up. And up next, we reveal the players. Fans say helped them the most in week five. Set your DVRs because your tweets are about to be on television, folks. This is NFL Fantasy Live. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight ever. Today and you'll get uh, subscribe today rather and you'll get instant game highlights on your all your connected devices. Download the NFL Now app today for free. Learn more at NFL.com/slash/now. All right, it's time for Game Changers presented by Bose. This season we're looking for your help to decide which performances made the biggest impact for your respective fantasy teams. Use the hashtag Game Changers. And tweet us, tweet the show, and we might feature your tweet on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live, like we're about to do right now with some lucky fans. Uh, week 5 Game Changers. Akbar, get us started off. Uh, Eddie Lacy. He's back. Yeah, he is back. And it made a lot of sense, of course, going up against the Minnesota Vikings. But when you think about Eddie Lacy in the first four weeks, he wasn't decisive. You saw him not being able to make the cutbacks. He wasn't dipping his pads. But in week five, I saw him lowering the boom, getting really physical, driving through the hole. And when you talk about the zone run, that zone run is predicated on having really good vision and being able to find that cutback lane. And that's what I saw out of Eddie Lacy. And I believe, and I have a really sneaky suspicion, that this thing, this trend is going to continue. Because once you find that groove, you understand what it feels like. you got to taste the success. I can expect Eddie Lacy to continue this type of production and get back to his last year type of momentum. Yeah, and if you spent the top ten pick on him, you're happy to hear that. All right, Fabs, how about Andre Ellington? This was the Andre Ellington the fantasy community was waiting for. One rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown, and just generally explosive plays from scrimmage. And we told you to start him last week because the Broncos have really struggled to stop the run this year. And you know they were going to utilize the running game because, well, they had an inexperienced quarterback in there, Andrew State, and then he got hurt. Look at his explosiveness. Look at how he can catch the ball and take it to the house for the touchdown. And this is what I loved about Ellington. And you also have no other competition in that backfield. So this is a guy you're starting as an RB2 week in and week out. He's playing the Redskins coming up next, who just got gashed by Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson in the run game. So Ellington is a very strong play. How dare you diss Stephon Taylor like that? 
Uh, if he was good, I wouldn't <laughs> diss him. Akbar, talk to me about, um, or excuse me, Demarius Thomas. Look, his teammate Emmanuel Sanders called it on the show. He said his boy Demarius was going to go for 150 or 200 this week, and that's exactly what he did. Well, you know why Emmanuel Sanders called that? Because he watched film. Here's what the Arizona Cardinals did that made Demarius Thomas such a big hit and with 34 fantasy points. They sent a lot of blitz, probably more blitzes than Peyton Manning has ever seen. So what does that mean? You're going one-on-one with the, your cornerbacks on your top wide receiver. So Cromartie matched up against Demarius Thomas. It wasn't matched. This is the worst game I've ever seen Antonio Cromartie play, and Demarius, Demarius Thomas made huge, huge numbers on that. Interesting. Uh, Gronk had a very Gronk-like game. 100 he yards did. and a touch. He did, and the snaps increased. And that what is so important because his snaps have been limited. That number is moving up, and he's back on the radar as one of the elite tight ends in fantasy football. But did he really ever leave that list? I don't believe he did. No. Uh, Akbar, this is going to get your jollies going, man. Eagles defense. Not one, but two defensive scores. You know, this is a this is a tricky one here because when I look at this defense, they've got some holes, but I tell you, they're a very opportunistic defense. Perfect. And I don't work. know how they start to make things happen, but look, you've got Darren Sproles in the return game. You're going to get points there, and then you're going to just take it. I, I guess, a, a leap of faith during, in their opportunistic moments. It seems like they just go for big plays over and over and over again, whether it's interceptions or sacks, whatever it might be. They're going to give up the yards. They might even give up a heck of a lot of scores, but they're looking for those turnovers over and over they and over They could be this year's Chiefs defense in fantasy. Uh, ew, ew. <laughs> Chiefs were great. No one drafted them. Eagles have been great. No, no one's drafted they, I, them. They don't bring we're that heat off the edge. Fantasy. I know. They got to bring that heat fantasy off the edge. Football. There you go. That was Game Changers. Presented by Bose in Akbar's face. I like it. For more now, let's throw it over to Adam and Marcus Grant. Thanks, James. Adam Rank here alongside NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. And every week on NFL.com, Marcus, you present a column called Fantasy Breakdown. Talk about it. Well, the best part about fantasy is getting opportunity. For your guy to be successful, he's got to get the football. So look at the guys who are getting targeted the most from the wide receiver spot every week. Okay, right now we will take a look at the top five or the top most targeted receivers in week five, rather. Of course, Demarius Thomas leading the way with 16 targets. Julio Jones sneaking in there. A game against the New York Giants where he had 16 targets. 11 receptions. Des Bryant, Sammy Watkins, Antonio Brown, of course, one of the more heavily guys. Matt Forte. The lone running back sneaking into this list, but the one guy who I want to talk about right now is T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton is a guy who, you look at his numbers statistically, he's in the top ten in a lot of different categories in the NFL receiving-wise. He's top five in targets. He's top ten in receptions. He's top ten in receiving yards. The only thing he hasn't done is score a touchdown, but... Andrew Luck is throwing the ball in his direction, and you got to believe if he keeps getting opportunities like this, he's eventually going to find the painted area. I like T.Y. Hilton. I liked him before the season, and there's nothing that has happened to make me change my opinion on it. you got to continue to believe. Now, we openly wondered how Kyle Orton would impact Sammy Watkins headed into Week 5. Turns out Orton is rather smitten with the rookie quarterback as he was targeted 12 times in the rally over the Lions. But what about this week? Marcus, I don't want to be a downer, but the... The Bills will be taking on the New England Patriots, who have allowed the fewest fantasy points to receivers. Plus, he could be ticketed for Revis Island. Yeah, Revis Island looks like it's back and open for business again. That's Absolutely. not good. Absolutely. All right, now here's a look at the running backs who had the most backfield opportunities in Week 5. And before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about what you mean 
by backfield opportunities. Well, just the number of opportunities you have to get your hands on the football, whether it's a rushing attempt, whether it's a pass target, just all the chances that a running back's going to have to potentially make a play for you. Okay, we see the list of superstars right here. One guy I'm not sure I would call a superstar. Because he uh, bothers me greatly. It is Stephen Ridley. <laughs> he has been so frustrating for fantasy owners over the last couple of years. I guess I should say Bill Belichick has frustrated us with how he <laughs> has used his running backs. But this year, Ridley is looking like the guy. And I think the biggest reason is you look at his numbers, no fumbles lost this year. And that had Huge. always been the bugaboo. He would drop one, he'd put one on the ground, he'd be on the bench, and we wouldn't see him for the rest of the day. He is holding on to the football. He is running hard. We saw what he did against the Bengals. We've seen what he's done this season. So as long as he's protecting the football, Stephen Ridley has a lot of fantasy potential. And we welcome back Ben Tate for the Browns, who led the team with 12 fantasy points in his return against the Titans. He ran the ball 22 times. It's one of the heaviest workloads of his career and is a bit of, of a surprise given his history with injuries and how well Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West had played in his absence. But you know what? He's got a decent matchup coming up against the Steelers. The last time he played them was in week one. He had 41 yards on just six attempts before he gave way to the injury. And, of course, Terrence West came in and took over in that game. But Ben Tate is back. It's a little disconcerting because there's a lot of question marks <laughs> in that backfield. But you know, I, I know how much you love Terrence West. Oh, I do. It's, it's hurting me, Marcus. All right. <laughs> now coming up, we'll tell you whose fantasy stocks are shooting up the charts and whose are crashing and burning. Going to be time to call it quits on some big-name stars. Plus, it's Tuesday, so we're hitting the waiver wire to put you two steps ahead of your friends and one step closer to a fantasy championship. This is NFL Fantasy Live. NFL Fantasy Live. I'm James Cohen. Look at all these handsome gentlemen with their handsome socks next to me. Adam <laughs> Rank, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, the Hall of Famer, sitting next to me, too. It's Tuesday, so we're hitting the waiver wire to help you decide who to pick up this week. Fabs, Monty Ball reportedly uh, has a pretty serious growing injury. Uh, Ronnie Hillman, the next man up. Yeah, I can't hear groin injury without thinking about Sam Malone from Cheers, but that's neither here nor there. The next guy in line, Ronnie Hillman who had 15 carries last week once Ball went out. Now, you could see some C.J. Anderson. You could see uh, a little bit of a committee here, but Hillman is the guy to go out and own because I think he has the most upside, and I think the Broncos trust him more than the other two running backs in that backfield right now. He's available in a lot of leagues on NFL.com. Keep in mind, he has a tough matchup this week against the Jets, but he needs to be rostered now in just about every single league. Yeah, don't tell Brandon Oliver that's a tough matchup, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Marcus, we'll stay with you. Uh, you've been, we've been preaching all preseason long. If you draft Rashad Jennings, you got to handcuff him to Andre Williams. Yeah, we saw in the preseason, Andre Williams got a lot of run. He got some goal line carries, and he was tough out of the backfield. Then the regular season came, and Andre Williams became an afterthought. But now with Jennings on the shelf for well, who knows how long, we're going to see a lot of Andre Williams. And he looked good last week against the Falcons. Granted, the Falcons' run defense has its issues, but Andre Williams is going to get touches. He's going to get carries. He's a big kind of bruising back. 
and he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which in that West Coast offense is a real plus. So I think Andre Williams is a nice guy to get off the waiver wire. If you didn't draft him as a handcuff, if he's still there, go get him right now. Yeah, he should be absolutely rostered everyone's, uh, on everyone's team here. All right, how about Brandon Oliver in San Diego? The undrafted rookie tore it up against that vaunted Jets rushing defense. It, he reminds me sort of of Sam Congato because of the situation. Sam Congato, no, 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 no. ahead of him got hurt, and all of a sudden the guy that we've never heard of comes out and makes a big-time fantasy impact. And he's playing the Raiders this week, and the Raiders are awful against the run. So pick up Brandon Oliver. He is my number one waiver wire priority heading into week six. He will be an RB2 in a lot of leagues this week. Well, he put up 30 points on the Jets. I mean, gee, Not bad at all. Not bad at all. All right, Adam Rank, uh, DJ Brian Quick is uh, starting to emerge as the number one wide receiver in St. Louis. Yeah, let me clear my throat real quick first. Now, you just saw the first touchdown he scored. (laughs) Solid. He, Austin was able to extend the play with his legs, and he was able to get open. But that second one we just shot was saw was the back shoulder fade, and that is really where his strength lies. He's got that big body that's able to shield himself from the defenders. So even if he's not getting it going in the in between the twenties, he's still going to have the opportunity when they get near the red zone. Fabs, is he just a guy, or is Justin Hunter? poised to bust down. Well, he was just a guy for the first few weeks, and last week he made that big impact. We all love Justin Hunter in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He was definitely a fantasy darling, and unfortunately, he didn't start off well, but hey, he showed some flashes last week. <clears throat> 99 yards and a touchdown, almost 16 fantasy points, so he is now a guy that, you know, maybe you're not starting, but he should be rostered. The good news is that he's playing the Jaguars this week. That's a very nice matchup. Tasty matchup. Yeah. Marcus, the Patriots traded Logan Makins for draft picks, and this guy, a backup tight end, Timothy Wright. 85 yards, a touchdown in week five. Is it a fluke, or is he worth an ad? I think he's worth an ad simply because the tight end position has been so tough to figure this Great year. Let's, let's remember, Tim Wright had a really good year last year in Tampa Bay. He was a fantasy darling for a few weeks in there last season. So you look at the Patriots offense, they get rid of Kimbrell Tompkins. Danny Amendola has been a non-factor this year. The wide receiver position is kind of a mess there in New England, and you've got Wright in there who can play that move tight end position. He's an athletic guy. He's not going to get you this kind of point this kind of point production every single week, but he can be a solid guy on your bench there somewhere. I love the dance moves, and right. Adam Rank, you've been enamored with this John Brown character in Arizona all season. Listen, just four yards versus Denver, and yet right. you're advocating an ad here? Well, what's important to remember is that he had seven targets, his career high in targets. Well, he's a rookie, of course, but his career high in targets. So that's what's important is that the quarterbacks, regardless of who he is, is throwing the ball to John Brown. So I look at him as a guy that you're going to play every once in a while. He's not an every week play. Brian Quick, to me, is a guy that you put in your roster each and every week from here on out. John Brown is somebody you just keep on your roster. Interesting. And plus, he's got that crazy speed, so that's always a good thing in the NFL. Takes the top off the defense, as they like to say. Yes. Let's take a look now at Michael Fabiano's top 10 waiver wire targets for this week. And as he mentioned, Brandon Oliver at the top of the list there. And I love the uh, percentage owned as well, 0.6. Yeah, the availability is very high for a lot of these players because especially at the running back position, these guys already thrust into these bigger roles because of injuries ahead of them. Benny Cunningham makes the top 10 as well. We're not exactly sure how healthy Zach Stacy uh, will be, but he's he a handcuff. He, yeah, he's a handcuff, and he says he should be available. We're talking about Zach Stacy uh, for the and next And remember, game. they play on Monday night, too, so you need to ensure Zach Stacy against the Niners. Great call. All right, the waiver wire is certainly a great way to boost your roster, but a fantasy trade can change your entire season. We're telling you who to target when NFL Fantasy Live returns. 
Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we're heading to the fantasy stock market. Which players should you sell? Which are like in sync and should you buy, buy, buy? buy. You like it? I do. Bye, bye, bye. Plus, we got your side set on a big-time trade target. Well, we'll tell you on how to get the guy you want without giving up too much. And we're going deep, way deep, to find some hidden gems on the waiver wire. Find out which players our experts say you need a snag before they break out this Sunday. This is NFL Fantasy Live. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. I'm James Coe. Adam Rake on the far side. Akbar, Baja, Biamila. I hope I'm saying that right. You're saying it correctly. I call him Ak. Yeah, exactly. Ak is good. And Michael Fadden, the Hall of Famer, uh, standing next to me here. Uh, You can always follow us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy, and we'll get to as many of your fantasy-related questions as possible. And in-sync questions. In-sync questions as I had Joey Fatone as my breakout sleeper. (laughs) Let's get you reset with the highlights from uh, Monday night. This one was hey, actually Mr. Wilson. Russell Wilson has emerged, and Kirk Cousins has been a nice waiver wire find as well. All right, second quarter with uh, Seattle already up 10 to nothing. Got Russell Wilson uh, on the QB keeper. Gotta love those running read options. I-, I can't believe that the Washington Redskins didn't know that they were come out with the read option. Shocking. Uh, uh, you get best. two extra points in fantasy formats, uh, normal scoring for that one. So, uh, Wilson with 34 fantasy points on the night. How about this play, though? Look at that toss. Oh, wow. Kirk nice Cousins. Didn't we tell you not to worry about this? Go smaller wide receivers. Deshaun Jackson, a 60-yard bomb. And then Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch has been actually surprisingly productive. Peace mode. Through the air this year. And the Seahawks go on Good to win 27 to 17. And take a look at some of your top performers from Monday night. What happened to Pierre Garçon? Will the real Garçon please stand up? He's a nobody. He saw a lot of that Richard Sherman guy. Saw a lot of his hair. Wow. Russell Wilson, the best running quarterback going right now. The smartest guy in terms of when to hold the ball, when to throw the ball. He's just perfect. You know, real life and fantasy are starting to collide, I think, with Russell Wilson. He's really starting to emerge as one of the top flight quarterback guys that you can play not just in real life but now fantasy as well Mm -hmm. all right guys we're heading into week five uh, or excuse me we're heading into week six and trade talks really heating up in a lot of leagues akbar what would it take to pry away a guy like andrew luck well you would have to give up a whole lot and i think you would have to give up one in in, in two different areas you're going to have to give up a top quarterback and you're going to have to give up a top wide receiver and for me if i want to get andrew luck and i want andrew luck on my team Mm -hmm. i'd give up a guy like philip rivers and lashawn mccoy and i know lashawn mccoy is is still on the down but you're you're still going to think in the back of your head that lashawn mccoy still got a lot of season left in him so you know that or i'd try to throw somebody if you didn't want to bite on that because lashawn mccoy's name is a little tainted right now at the present time i'd say you know what let me offer you jay cutler and eddie lacy and i'll give you somebody to get angelo because he's been so productive and the reason for his production this is the second year with him under pep hamilton his college offensive coordinator you know how much pride and how much confidence he has in this offense Big time. 14 Ooh. touchdowns worth. Love it. Uh, trading for a running back, good. Buying yes. low, good. Adam Rank, Freddie Morris. Seems yes. to fit the bill. Oh, yeah. And after his two-point performance on Monday, this is the perfect time to go out. Try to find one of those panicky owners who will want to look to upgrade at other positions. And that panicky owner I'm looking at is Akbar Bajabiamila. He <laughs> said on Monday's show that he really likes Cordero Patterson. Well, I'm, putting, I'm putting him to the fire right here because I have offered him. Cordell Patterson straight up for Freddie Morris. And my prediction is Akbar won't even look at the trade. Oh, there you go. 
Uh, Jeremy Macklin, Fabs, uh, the most targeted wide receiver, in, one of the most uh, targeted wide receivers in the league. Go get him. The number one in a very prolific offense where wide receivers produce big-time fantasy points. We saw it last year with Deshaun Jackson. Speaking of Jackson, I would go ahead and offer Macklin for Jackson. Try and get Macklin off of that roster. Steve Smith is another guy. If I could get Macklin for Steve Smith, I'd do it all day long. You're always wanting to try and improve your roster. If you're not trading, you're not trying. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders is a friend of the show. Akbar, is he a friend in fantasy? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Well, I don't really know him like that, but it's I don't know him like that, but I, I'll tell you one him? thing. But you think you talk about Emmanuel Sanders. His versatility has grown in this offense. When he was in Pittsburgh, he only played the slot position. But now you'll see, you watch him on film, you'll find him in the slot, you'll see him in the X, you'll see him in the Z. He's playing all over the place, and this gives him a lot of variety, so his production will increase. I would say I would trade a guy like a Golden Tate or Terrence Williams to get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Ray, what should we do with Golden Tate? Two excellent weeks in a row now. Trade for trade away while his value is still high. I'm going to try to trade for him. We talked about him a little bit at the beginning of the show. He's much better when Megatron is on the field. I'm a little scared about him if he's going to be the number one guy because that means the coverage rolls his way. <clears throat> but in the future, I'd trade for him. Yep. Go uh, ahead. Jim- I, I mean, it, 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 it makes sense. <coughs> Jimmy. I'm dying, <laughs> yeah, I know because his points are they're, they're looking good in the last two weeks. How about Jimmy Graham, man? He's been a relative disappointment this season, but Fabs, uh, is he a good guy to target and trade? Why not? Listen, I go after the big name guys, and Jimmy Graham is coming off of an injury, but you know what? He's got a buy coming up, so he's going to be healthy when you get into week seven. And go out and try to buy low on him right now. Now that he's injured, now that he's coming off of a, of a poor game. David Boreanaz in our, in our NFL Celebrity League, he tried to make a trade offer for Jimmy Graham. And boy, it was not good at all. But people out there are getting it. They're saying, you know what, maybe it's time to buy low on Jimmy Graham because things are only going to get better. And I don't think that injury is a major concern. Either. All you guys are so positive. I'm going to say to Marco Murray, which oh, sounds man. crazy because he's on pace for 2,100 rushing yards. But I'm saying sell high on the guy. Look, Murray has a long history of injuries going all the way back to college. He's never played a full season in the NFL. And this year, his usage rate, guys, is off the charts. Running the ball 26 times a game. His previous high was 16 times per game. I just can't see him holding up with this much usage. Let let, let me tell you why I disagree. This guy is playing at an all-time high right now. I don't think that you trade him away. He is the best running back in the National Football League right now. He's so productive. And because of his history, look, this is the NFL. and mm-hmm. Everyone's going to get hurt. You're, you're prone. You play this game on the brink of disaster. So everybody has that same exact risk. And DeMarco Murray is no different. If you let him go, it's foolish. You better give me your first two borns. And that means twins wow. before I give yes. away DeMarco Murray. The offensive line is great. That's the yeah. one thing that separates him from those other previous years is that offensive line has been so productive, so great. He's going to have a monster season. And you guys know I like to talk about the magical season. Peyton Manning had it last yep. year. Mm-hmm. DeMarco's having it this year. Yeah. Do He's you believe it this year. in magic? I don't. Okay. I don't. I hope you Look, do. I think if you have DeMarco Murray, you can ask for the King's ransom. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, maybe your first two boards. But, uh, but he's a guy that, again, I say sell high on the guy while he's absolutely red hot. I, I, look, I don't, know, I don't know what kind of season he's going to have. But I think right now his trade value is as high as it's ever going to be. All right, listen, fantasy fans, if you want more trade targets, then make sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the free app because we're going to be dishing out a few more names exclusively for NFL Now viewers. All right, we've given you some solid waiver wire options so far, but we know you want more. Later, we'll dig in even deeper into the waiver wire to find some fantasy diamonds in the rough. But first, 
got some hot fantasy stocks on the way. Find out whose stock is soaring and whose value is on the decline. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Annual screening saves lives. Help finish the fight against breast cancer by visiting NFL.com slash pink to celebrate the NFL and American Cancer Society's first ever, a crucial catch day on October 25th. I love Jeff Fisher's pink shades there. I do, too. It's a good look. Yeah. We got a pair I, of those for you. I know. I think, well, you don't know I already have some. You, oh, do. you do? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. James Go here alongside uh, Akbar, Fabs, and Marcus on the far side as well. Uh, gents, we're five weeks in. I think it's time to talk uh, fantasy stock market. What do you say? Let's saying? do it. Let's, right. let's talk about who's going up, who's tumbling down. We'll start with the players trending upwards. Philip Rivers, second only to Andrew Luck in the entire fantasy universe. How good has he been? And he had a sort of a mediocre week in week one. Since then, he's been gangbusters. The guy's been That's putting crazy. up fantasy points like they're going out of style. Yep. And, boy, he's got a great matchup coming up against the Raiders, so things are just going to continue to be very good for Philip Rivers. Remember, he's got all his weapons back. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Antonio Gates. He's got Malcolm Floyd. Doesn't matter who the running back is at this point because they're throwing the ball so well. The running game has really opened up and has thrived, especially with Brandon Oliver there. So Rivers has now become a guy who is a week-in and week-out starter despite the fact that you drafted him maybe as a high QB, too. And think about how difficult his matchups have already been. He's seen Seattle, he's seen the Jets, and he's torched them both. It's crazy. That Seattle game was really telling of what Rivers uh, was going to do in the next few weeks. It's been great. Marcus, talk to me about Eli Manning. Elisha Nelson Manning. <laughs> wow. I love that. Nelson, huh? This is, a, this is a guy who went from not being drafted in a whole lot of leagues. And look, yeah. I'm not saying you're going to start Eli Manning every week, but he certainly deserves to be on your roster. And you look at what he's done the last few weeks. He's making a lot of safe throws. He's been very accurate. This is a guy who scored 15 or, fa- or more fantasy points in each of his last four games. The biggest part, though, in his last three games, one interception. Love it. And that was the big bugaboo the last couple of years was throwing it to the wrong team. He is protecting the football. And like I said, you're not starting him every week, but in the right matchup, Eli Manning should be in your in your lineup. And it's that new West Coast offense that's helping protect him against those yes. interceptions. So we're seeing him slowly adapt to it, and now he looks like he's comfortable. Akbar, talk to me about Vincent Jackson. You said he was going to have a big game, and he did. Yeah, you mean Action Jackson? Because that's <laughs> that's who he is when he has Mike Glennon throwing on the ball. And, and for everybody out there is wondering why is it a lot different with Josh McCown to Mike Glennon? Well, simple. He had Mike Glennon last year, so they had that Mm. chemistry. That chemistry stuff is real. Imagine trying to drive someone else's car that you're not familiar with. That's what it feels like. Josh McCown learning a new offense, trying to find, you know, the chemistry with the new wide receiver just didn't work. But you can expect that Vincent Jackson is going to be productive from here on out. He will be Action Jackson. All right, I like it. Uh, Let's uh, flip it to the other end of the spectrum. Whose stock is going down? We'll start with you, Fabs. Cam Newton. His middle name is what? Jarrell. 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 Cam wow. Jarrell Newton. See, because Marcus. You just call everybody by the government name. He knows everybody's middle <laughs> name. But unfortunately, he has been more of a mid to low tier quarterback from a fantasy perspective. Do you know, guys, that he has 42 rushing yards so far this season? Total? There were games where he'd have 42 rushing yards in the first half. The ankle, obviously, is still hindering him, or at least in the game plan. They're not letting him run with the football. And I know Kevin Benjamin's been great, but uh, Cam Newton has not been, from a statistical perspective, uh, 275-plus passing yards just once in his last 16 games. I mean, 
you can't start him with any kind of confidence right now. And he's playing the Bengals coming up in week six. He's going to be a sit. And my stardom and sit him calm. little teaser there. A little tease. I like it. Akbar, talk to me about uh, Chris Ivory. Well, for Chris Ivory, I think it, it's getting sloppy all around. I mean, now they've got the whole quarterback controversy thing going on with their in the backfield. But let's look at their passing game. They're passing. They're last in the NFL when you talk about getting vertical. And if you can't get vertical, teams will commit more people to the box to stop the run game. But on top of that, he's being he's got split carries between him and Chris Johnson. Mm -hmm. There's just not enough going on in this offense to let me believe that they're going to do better against a Denver's defense that's allowing the seventh fewest rush yards per game. Uh, has Very quickly, has the Jets offense given up? Oh, yes. There you go. Uh, wow. Marcus Grant, uh, Michael Crabtree, stuck down. Yeah, stuck down on Michael Crabtree for a couple of reasons. One, Colin Kaepernick has been so inconsistent this year. He's struggling to get the football to his pass catchers. We've seen it time and time again this season. But on top of it, the Niners have found more guys to throw the football to. We've seen the emergence of Stevie Johnson the last couple of weeks. Last week, it was Brandon Lloyd making big catches. Anquan Bolden is still well. there. There's so many guys that Kaepernick's trying to get the football to, and like I said, is struggling to do it. It's not good news for Michael Crabtree in that can, can offense. Can I say one thing about Please B. Do. Lloyd? I, and I love this about B. Lloyd playing with He's been in for a long time. He makes some of the most spectacular Ridiculous catches, catches ever, man. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, with so many injuries to big-time fantasy stars, you can't afford to miss the Wave and Wire Chinese we've got coming up. Plus, we're going Hail Mary deep to find you the best hidden gems of week six. Thursday, catch an all-new episode of NFL Network's original series, Finding Giants. Take a never-before-seen look inside the life of an NFL scout. All-new Finding Giants, Thursday at midnight Eastern after the Colts-Texans game. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. James Coe here with all the guys. Let's chat about some deep waiver wire guys that fans need to get on their rosters. Fabs, we'll start with you. Talk about Anton Smith. Now, I know that backfield in Atlanta is really crowded right now, but this guy has scored nine-plus fantasy points in four or five games. The thing that worries me is that his production is predicated on that one big play that he has seemingly every single week, and we're seeing one here against the New York Giants. I pick him up. I'm not saying I'm starting him, but when you get back to the bio weeks where there's six teams off, he could be useful. And if Steven Jackson ever were to go down, this seems like a guy that would step into that starting They ball. have to get him the ball more. He's explosive. Jawan Thompson, Marcus. Yeah. This is deep. This is very deep. You got Ronnie Hillen, who's likely going to be the starter for Denver with Monte Ball out of action, but Jawan Thompson played very well in the preseason. Plus, it's not like we've seen, we haven't seen Ronnie Hillman lose a starting gig before at some point. So, Jawan Thompson, a guy, scored a touchdown Easy. last week. He's an asset. If you're looking deep, this might be the way to go. How about ODB? Odell Beckham. Yeah, let me tell you, Odell Beckham, you, we knew a lot about him coming out for the out of the draft. I think what we we saw what he can do. He's going to be big time, prime time, showtime. Roll the tape to the next guy. He's big. <laughs> Devonte Adam, right? Yes, sir. A lot of people like to handcuff their top running backs, but mine are not very good. So I'm going to be handcuffing my top <laughs> receivers. I have both Tex Cobbs and the other guy, Jordy Nelson, in a couple of different leagues. So I'm going to go ahead and pick up Adams and keep him on my bench. I'm not going to start him each and every week, but if one of these guys happens to go down, Adams slides in nicely. And he's still past, past Jared Boykin on that roster. Absolutely. The Fresno State kid. There you go. Loved watching him for the Mountain West. Great offense. It's a great idea. Right? Great tradition. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for all of Michael Fabiano's starts and sits for week six. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.